Good morning. It's Iowimala, and it's Friday, October 16th. Uh, sorry I missed you yesterday. It turned into a very full, busy day um, with good things and errands, but um, I thought, no, I'll just wait until Friday. I couldn't pack one more thing into my day. So, today's Friday. We have a weekend coming up. How are your weekends? Do they feel good or do they feel like you're overwhelmed with decisions to make? Uh, mix and mingle with other people, get together with friends, or stay at home and continue to uh, take precautions. It's our own ongoing uh, dilemma these days, right? So, hope you're doing okay. And hope your loved ones are okay. And I wanted to share something with you that I found about a week ago. Uh, actually, on the 11th, if you want to check out this issue, I get the uh, email from 10% Happier. And it's a weekly, a weekly newsletter, a, an email newsletter. It's called 10% Weekly. And this is a, a, sometimes I don't have time to read it, but when I do, I always, it's always very interesting. So this one from the October the 11th is, the title is Two Ways of Meditating with Anxiety. So that caught my attention right away. And when I read it, I, I was, I'm very impressed. It's a, it's a, it's not too long, and it's written by an insight teacher, Narayan Liebenson, and she's with the uh, Cambridge Insight Meditation Center, one of the guiding teachers there, and has been for a long, long time, and that's in Barrie, Massachusetts, which is also the location of the Barrie, uh, Barrie Center for Buddhist Studies and the Barrie Retreat Center. I really, uh, I really want to uh, find out more about her book as a result of reading this article, and the and I haven't read it. It's called Life as a Meditation, and she's written several other books. So Life as Meditation is a pretty wonderful title, right? It's what it's what the uh, the Buddha talked about that that everything we do can be. We can be doing mindfulness practice. Everything we do is is our living daily meditation, or it can be, if we choose to allow it to be. And I thought this was such a good article. I just want to read a little bit from it. So it's ten. The book Ten Percent Happier has spawned so many uh, podcasts and continuing um, work, and you may, you may be very familiar with the book, and I'm not thinking of the author's uh, name right now, but this article is very worthwhile, and they always have, uh, I think on their podcast and their newsletter, they have uh, really, really good people that, are, that I would recommend checking it out. 
So let me read. I'm just going to read a little bit because I don't want to read the whole thing. Two Ways of Meditating with Anxiety by Narayan Liebenson. So she starts out talking about how these are turbulent times, and I think we're all we're all aware of that. I'm not going to take you through the list, but she she's uh, using that to talk about many people are, are turning to meditation, maybe for the first time, or they may use it in the first place of their ways of dealing with the turbulence. Uh, but they're turning to re- to meditation to relieve anxiety and stress, to build our capacity for resilience. There are, however, two distinct approaches to anxiety and mindfulness meditation, and they lead to different kinds of results. The first approach is by far the most common. Meditation helps you calm down. We calm and steady the mind by sustaining the attention on a single anchor, such as the breath or a phrase or mantra or the sensations of the body. Gradually, thoughts begin to thin out and a greater degree of spaciousness is available. Doing this brings about a kind of inner peacefulness. Yet the second, perhaps less common way of working with anxiety in meditation actually has far more lasting benefits to the practitioner, and that is to look at our experience and learn from it. We still cultivate calm and inner silence, but we use this to prepare for inquiry or investigation. For example, Looking directly at anxiety, we begin to see the impermanence and impermanent and impersonal nature. Let me read that sentence again. For example, looking directly at anxiety, we begin to see its impermanent and impersonal nature. It is just a transitory experience, not me or mine. We see that awareness of anxiety is separate from the experience of anxiety. We see that anxiety is present because of the want or need to control that which is uncontrollable. This kind of wisdom, not passing experiences of calm, is what brings lasting peace and inner freedom. Now sometimes it's still best to focus on calm. For example, trying to fall asleep at night when anxiety is keeping us awake is usually not the time to look directly at the anxiety. It is usually much better to bring the attention to an object such as the breathing and relax into sleep. But when it is possible to look directly at anxiety, the results can be fruitful and liberating. To try it, think of this process as having three steps. Maybe I am going to read the whole article, but this is really important. So when we want to go to sleep, remember we're just, we want to just calm ourselves, calm ourselves from that anxiety. Not the time to be inquiring and investigating. 
So here are the three steps. First, to inquire in this way means to open to many experiences instead of sustaining attention only on the anchor. Instead of isolating the attention on one object, such as breathing, we broaden the field of awareness to include whatever is happening in the present moment, what is being felt, what is being thought. Simply knowing that a mental state is a mental state, aha, this is anxiety, is a huge leap of consciousness. With this conscious knowing of our experience, we can make different choices in our lives rather than have our actions and thoughts be dictated by our conditioning. The second step is opening, allowing, and accepting whatever is coming up. We accept what is, even if it is difficult, as anxiety generally is. We get close to it in order to discern for ourselves what will perpetuate misery and what will bring greater peace. Can I simply be with this? After that, the third step is one of discernment. We look at what has been accepted to see whether it is to be encouraged or let go of. Is it true? Is this helpful or hurtful? In this way, we cultivate an openness to learn from experiences, to bring a sense of curiosity to the experiences that occur in our lives. This seeing is known as insight, seeing into how things are, so that we can live in harmony instead of in struggle. This kind of insight is beyond intelligent. If we just know intellectually, we can't, we won't be able to live what we know. To know in our hearts and in our bodies allows us to be in alignment with nature instead. Then insight becomes possible. The kind of liberating insight necessary to know peace of mind. Anxiety decreases not because we become better at banishing it once it arises, but because we have learned to coexist with it, to learn from it, and to not be captured by it. Gradually, it stops arising so much. A comic once published in The New Yorker illustrates this kind of insight. It pictures two gerbils side by side in adjacent cages, each of which has a wheel. The gerbil in one of the cages is pictured doing what gerbils do, which is to cycle around and around on the wheel, looking quite frenetic. The gerbil in the other cage is pictured lounging, completely relaxed, on the bottom of the wheel. The wheel has stopped moving because the gerbil has stopped running. The caption underneath the picture reads, I had an epiphany. This relaxed and free gerbil realized that they didn't need to keep running around and around, keeping the wheel moving. This gerbil realized that they could stop. This gerbil, in its wisdom, exemplifies the kind of insight that emerges out of the practice of inquiry into the most important question in our lives. We can stop. We can know our intrinsic, peaceful, calm and our intrinsic, 
peaceful nature. Well, it's a beautiful article, Narayan Liebenson. And her book, her latest book is Life as Meditation. I really, uh, I really like that, um, like that article. I think it's giving us two different ways to work with anxiety and it's, it's a, it's mindfulness practice and as I read it, I realized it's also very similar to RAIN. Recognize, accept, investigate, and then return to that neutral place. So that neutral place could even be just uh, when we need to just work with anxiety, say, to help us sleep. We're not, we're not doing the, the whole process of examining the anxiety where we're wanting to just let, allow our bodies to be calm. And so then we can just focus on our breathing. Or you can do a body scan as you're, as you're in bed and just allow your body to relax more and more as you scan through your body. So two different processes for two different situations and times. And if you want to work with that anxiety, that's using her three, her three steps. And, um, you, you want to do that when you, when you're up for it. It may be, you may have to just, uh, see that anxiety uh, rising up in you and then just sit down wherever you are and take some time, uh, or plan for it. If you're in kind of a constant state of anxiety, which probably many of us are. So a good article and a good newsletter for something for a quick read, but for really good, uh, really good points. So I would like to, uh, I haven't done this in a while, in a while, maybe in a few days, but, uh, end with our guided meditation on metta, on loving kindness. I've been thinking about a topic for a talk, and I wanted to title it, What's Love Got to Do With It? (laughs) Sometimes I think just friendliness, kindness, and goodwill might be better, um, better ways for some of us to think of this practice. But we'll see, we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> I think in the West, love has so many different connotations that the idea of a kind of kindness, uh, a gentle kindness or patient kindness or goodwill might even be, might be more acceptable to most people because these days everything is so divisive and there's so much um, kind of fear of the other going around thinking of uh, love may be too loaded for most people when they're feeling so much. Um, well, the opposite of love is indifference, not hate. But when there's so much just deeply divisive thinking going on, I think we can all appreciate uh, goodwill. But that's a different topic and you can let me know what you think about that. So I just love the instructions for this too. 
Consider this quietly on your own or get a friend to read it out slowly to you. So I'm that friend today again. Stop for a few moments. Sit quietly with a straight back and gently close your eyes. Feeling the rhythm of the breath as it enters and leaves the body, allow yourself to let go of past and future and come into the present moment, being with exactly what is now. Bring your attention to the feeling of the body, accepting it just the way it is, with kindness. Allow yourself to accept all of the sensations and feelings of the body completely. Breathe in deeply with a sense of trust and well-being. Breathe out, letting go of tension, allowing any tightness to dissolve. Now focus on the normal breathing, just the feeling of breathing in, breathing out. Imagine yourself surrounded by light, perhaps a golden-colored light if you like gold, being with the sensation of the body breathing in, breathing out. Draw the light into the body as you breathe, maybe through the nostrils, the heart, or the head. Imagine light saturating the body through every pore. Think to yourself, May this being be well, and turn the calming effect of the meditation towards this being. May this being be calm. Suffuse your whole body with this calm and kindly attention. Then let your awareness explore the body, moving around the head and face, gradually down the neck, the back, and the chest, spreading right down the fingertips. Then down the legs to each toe, drawing on the good energy of the breath, expanding and embracing the heart. Now, focus more on the out-breath. Let go of the memories, the grudges, the grievances. Just let it all go. Begin again with each breath. Let it all go. Picture yourself in your mind's eye as you are now. Make peace with this view of yourself through forgiveness, compassion, gentleness. May this being be well. Suffuse this picture with gentle, warm light from the heart. Then let it go. Next, picture your parents. Let them into your mind. Make peace with their image. May you be well bathing them with soft light, with gratitude. 
observe thoughts arising, memories of yourself as a child, perhaps something painful or something you have never made peace with. Let it be in the mind, in the light. Then, Bring up an image of your daily situation at home or wherever with the people that involves. People you like or dislike, feel conflict with, love, fear, or worry for. May these beings be well. Put aside aversion, fear, worry, guilt. At this moment, allow yourself to be kind Think of someone you know who is having a difficult time. Send these feelings of kindness towards them. Breathe in light. Bring out wishing them well. Gradually open up more and more from the people you see every day to just nobody special. And even those for whom you have hardly a memory, recognize them all as human beings with ambitions, hopes, problems, anxieties, joy, just like you. Give them some life in your perceptions. And, even more remote, acknowledge all the people you can conceive of in this world. This may be a faint feeling, but open up the heart to allow them into consciousness to be felt, see what the mind does, how it it reacts indignantly about some people. Let go of that indignation for this moment. Allow a sense of peace to envelop all beings, the liked, the disliked, familiar and unfamiliar. Send goodwill. And then imagine the planet Earth as seen from space. Extend this sense of peace to the planet we live on, embracing it with your heart and surrounding it with light. Turning your attention to that sense of peace and light Allow it to expand outwards without limit, letting the sense of me and the world dissolve in the stillness of the present. Then turn your attention back in towards itself. Upon the feeling of knowing the screen of the mind, the place where images arise, Let it be quite empty or full, choiceless, being illuminated by the soft light from the heart, light from the breath, warm, gentle, beginning, letting go, patient kindness.
just keep sitting, just being with the rhythm of the breath. If you can, uh, I'll say goodbye, and you can just continue to sit for a few minutes at least, or maybe longer if, if, you're, if you have the time. But when you're ready, then you'll slowly open your eyes. And may you be well. May you be peaceful. May you find joy in little things in your life. Have a beautiful day, and I will uh, talk to you again on Sunday.